There are 24,000 startups registered with Startup India. The number keeps changing. Recently, I heard of 40,000 words. How many 40 unicorns out of 40,000 startups? Look at the ratio. There is room for only few people to be in that. And there is nothing wrong in it. You can look at it. But at the same time, we need to look at the multiple avenues as well for them uh, to create more entrepreneurial model and investors also need to come forward in supporting these models right so that is how we can solve india's problem if you rely on the vc system to solve india's problem we are not there yet hi welcome to forbes india's startup fridays show a weekly conversation with accomplished entrepreneurs we see investors and other folk who are doing significant work in india's startup ecosystem you can find the new episode every Friday evening. You can also find us live on Instagram every Friday morning. I'm Hari Arakali. My guest today is uh, Nagaraja Prakasam. He's an angel investor and startup mentor. And, and that's a simple description, but he wears many other hats. Uh, before he turned uh, investor full-time, uh, Naga, as everyone knows him, had a stellar career in the software industry. Uh, he was president of uh, CDC Software and, and I think he was one of the youngest country head level executives when he was at the company in India. He spent, uh, I think, around 10 years in the US, part of his early career. Um, and his overall career, I think, spans more than three decades now. He's also a bit of a globetrotter, uh, has visited 26 countries. Uh, he continues to be an advisor and active mentor on multiple startup incubators, including on the well-known NSR cell at the IMB in Bangalore. Really looking forward to this conversation with you today, uh, sir. Uh, welcome to this show. It's a pleasure, Harry. Always, I think it's been a long association with you. Okay, so so let's let's start with a simple question. Take us to uh, the beginnings. Tell us a little bit about uh, the path that brought you to. Uh, angel investing. Uh, tell us about, give us a snapshot of that journey. Uh, it's it's always very interesting. I know uh, many years back, uh, Hari did an interview about uh, what the company or what the country would need in the budget. And I was telling uh, that, you know, we may need a social stock exchange, an exchange for people to raise, uh, you know, small amounts of money. But I'm very glad, uh, I think Forbes published that many years back. It become a reality. SEBI had approved a few months back. So that's the kind of uh, journalist Hari is about going depth. Coming back, Hari, to your question on the angel investment. Uh, when I was doing my master's in uh, Kennesaw State University, uh, and I had a specialization on entrepreneurship. And uh, we had one person came and spoke. This is a local entrepreneur, successful. And he used the word angel investor. And I was really surprised. What is this angel? You know, he doesn't have any wings in his, uh, you know, back. Uh, and he's a successful entrepreneur. And so that kind of uh, created a lot of enthusiasm as a student back then. That, uh, And when he explained the journey about what he has done and, uh, you know, with his money, uh, not only the asset class as an angel investment, but an ability to give back, you know, I think that was stayed with me uh, for a long time. So when I came back to India and uh, started uh, moving up in the career very fast. Um, so when you're doing successful, there are many things come to your hand, right? One is about you can get a Rob report and you can spend all the money on million dollar yacht. 
or i know um, uh, there was an there was a person reached out to me about uh, this angel investing and uh, indian angel network has been doing in india i was really impressed because uh, you know what i heard in my college days uh, in india already uh, ian has been doing so i had uh, visited uh, one of their event on probably on the uh, 2010 and it's been almost uh, you know 11 years of journey since then with uh, indian angel network but at that time it's purely about uh, tech investment because that's what i knew uh, being in the software industry so we did uh, some tech investments and then later i evolved do you remember your first investment yes uh, absolutely so the the first one uh, there was a company called uh, you know gamiana it's about uh, video gamings and uh, in the next one is uh, you know durwa and uh, you can see that that become an unicorn today so back then uh, it's purely about the tech uh, investment yes over the, over the years uh, you have uh, consciously tried to find investments which would have a large impact uh, on india of course more most recently unifor comes to mind because of their success quite a bit now but uh, tell us a bit about tell us a bit about how you know your thinking evolved and you developed this idea of trying to back entrepreneurs or solving large problems to have a social impact on india and so on i think when when uh, when i was in us uh, in 2009 uh, i had visited because when you live in us uh, there are a lot of indian events happen there is one diwali mela i visited and there was a stall it's called association for india's development I was really intrigued, and I went in, visited the stall. There was a volunteer asked me where you're from, and asked me to pin uh, in a map, India map. So I pinned Madurai, and started talking about Aravind Eye Hospital, how it's making a social impact. I was really ashamed to see that I know Aravind, but I have no idea about uh, as a social business how it makes an impact. And she was full of information about what living in uh, US and how they are contributing back. and she invited me okay come down for our community service hour so since then 2009 uh, you know every weekend is spent with uh, aid back then we were early now we didn't have much money so we do shramdan right we go sell hot dogs in uh, uh, football games and uh, we send the money back to the ngos to support i'm sure uh, many of you have seen the movie swadesh uh, swadesh is all about aid and how the project that are depicted in the movie is it was supported by our chapter in san diego so it gave a phenomenal uh, you know input about the real india what i call it otherwise you are a typical middle class and you try to grow up in your career you settle in life and get married all that stuff but this is completely opened up uh, another area which ignored it's all in front of us but we never saw it that made a serious impact and i become president of san diego and eight atlanta chapters and we mobilized uh, you know money as well as volunteer and effort to give back uh, you know many ngos back in in the country so uh, that was stayed with me when i came back to india i got caught up with the corporate career so then now uh, you know 2012 uh, that's when uh, the company got sold that's when i said i'm done i said no more running and i'm going to pursue what uh, it's interest me the most because uh, you see typically people work really hard till your 60 65 and then retire and then talk philosophy 
I said, why do you need to, you know, do all the sin and then 65 you take, a, you know, dip in probably Ganges and he says you become a holy person. I said, let's, when you're young, can we contribute? I decided to retire at 41 and it's very apt now. I think it's, it's 10 years, April 2012. I, I said, I'm done. Today, 10 years of a journey. It was really amazing. Uh, so at that time only I've decided that, uh, you know, uh, tech investment is only we knew. And I wanted to look at what can I do for the social sector. Uh, that's when I got introduced to Acumen. So that was an amazing learning because Acumen had created this thought process about aid versus trade. So until then, there was a non-profit and which solves a problem, you provide donation. Then there is a business which is uh, for profit and is working towards a profit. So I was thinking about, you know, working with many years with aid. So one year we'll raise million dollars, we'll support a lot of NGOs. Next year it may be different. So the ability for a non-profit to make an impact is about amount of money you raise. But if it is a business, we are able to build a $400 million company with a vision and with a product market fit. So I was thinking, can we marry these two? Efficiency of a, a corporate and the heart of an NGO and social business was a thought. But I was really impressed. Uh, Jacqueline at Acumen had already figured this out and he start, she started a $100 million fund to do the, exactly the same thing. So I become a donor at AID, uh, I mean uh, Acumen, and started understanding what is the social business all about. And visited, uh, you know, Husk Power in Bihar and Avni in Uttarakhand, and of course our own Arvind Eye Hospital. It is my hometown, but I've never been there. So spend a day, understood what their model is. It was amazing how they are able to bring this social business thought. So then went back to my angel group. I said, all of us are investing only tech companies, which is what we know about. But here is an opportunity for us to start looking at impactful ventures. I think since then, uh, from 2012, uh, my focus completely on social business. Uh, we've created an IAN impact special group to focus on uh, completely investing uh, in uh, social impactful ventures. The first investment was GoCoop, uh, which was in crafts, what I'm wearing. The second investment in the impact series was Unifor. So I think uh, I'll talk about Unifor in a little more detail, but I'll just stop here, Harry. Yeah, just briefly, I mean, uh, just for folks who don't know these uh, uh, organizations, uh, AID you referred to as the Association for India's Development, and you are in San Diego with that organization, right? And, and Acumen is a New York-based fund that, that you worked with. Yeah. All right, yeah. 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 So, so tell us more about info that you just mentioned. Yes. So the social business, when you started looking at uh, this marrying the efficiency of a corporate and the heart of a non-profit, I think that is where uh, the first investment Go Co-op, Shiva, uh, started Go Co-op to look at the handloom sector. You know, if you look at textile, the largest in employment next to agriculture. And but if you uh, back then our handlooms is worldwide utilized very well and the muslin what we talk about it's like a yare right it's like a fabric of yare it's called so we had all these sophisticated uh, element we had but we've lost out to the industrial revolution but it's a good news that only few countries produce handloom and which is sustainable as well so Shiva picked up and started positioning handloom as a sustainable fashion. 
and not putting a poor weaver picture instead uh, create a pride in people wearing sustainable fashion right so like this picking up a old narrative changing the narrative and positioning to the market and giving the feedback loop to the weavers so that weaver know what sells and they can start making things what the customer wants and similarly the second one i got introduced was uniform uh, so when i met umesh uh, you know he was mentioning about uh, speech recognition and uh, in in aid association for india's development uh, we did support a project uh, you know uh, this person was creating a voice museum and uh, thanks to uh, p sainath of hindu today uh, he runs this organization called pari it's a people archive of rural india so that project was preserving this voices of india so i was familiar with this uh, you know intricacies of voice in india uh, according to the latest linguistic survey 675 languages india has and many of them doesn't not have uh, even a script so it was passed on to generation to generation by voice so this is the thing that uh, ravi and umesh had picked up and uh, they approached ashok jinjinwala at iit madras and started developing a technology to recognize 14 indian languages and 100 dialects why because digital revolution is all about english and 1 billion people in the country do not speak english only 250 million speaks after many 100 years of british brainwash still 1 billion do not speak english so that's a problem they were solving how do we bring them into digital revolution and the technology they've shown me an sample was amazing uh, so uh, in a microfinance industry when somebody apply for to uh, get money they record their voice and i learned from umesh that your voice is your password like your biometrics your iris like your fingerprint each one have a unique voice and that was you and he was leveraging because your mimicry artist can maybe mimic a you know popular celebrity we all laugh at but uh, umesh is figured out that each, each one of us have a unique voice and that's your biometric and he built up this technology so microfinance person when he applies for a loan they record his voice when they're about to disburse the loan they ask them to tell the same some phrase right he room i still remember the tamil phrase he was playing to me as a demo in the nal indian nal means that today is a great day and from this phrase his technology figures out the person who applied and the person who received the money is the same so removing load of you know problems and a visit by the beneficiary to go to the office to collect the money is been removed so like this a simple technology the recognition recognizing the voice it kind of helped microfinance big way similarly a person in gujarat can take her a 500 rupee feature phone do an entire bank transaction using her voice her voice is her password so uh, this problem statement is amazing the solution is fantastic and he is incubated has a patent but he was rejected by 25 investors at that time when i met him in 2013 so this is where uh, you know validating my thesis around very few people understand that impact element in the business side of it when we start purely looking at the the numbers the profit the trending sectors uh, we miss out the impact part of it that is why 
uh, I was really impressed with what Umesh has done because when 25 investors have told uh, he's not fundable, he has not changed his vision. So that's a great learning. I always tell entrepreneurs that if your problem statement is valid and your solution is original, never give up. And that perseverance was allowed in Umesh five years and he was on it and he was not fallen into the definition of startup at that time uh, for even for angel investment. There are many of my friends were saying it won't work out, but I completely believed in uh, Unifor and uh, you know we took forward and invested and uh, the next year uh, you know one what happened was uh, the uh, time magazine has recognized umesh one of the 13 millionaires who are changing the world and that was a fantastic thing because his five years of effort perseverance going deeper on technology defining his own path he is not copying a trending something in somewhere else he picked up a simple Indian problem, which is uh, the strength, right? Because India is a very diverse country. Every 50 kilometer you drive, you go, you have a new clothes, new food, new dialect, new language even. That diversity what helped them because, uh, you know, this recognition came because he was bringing 1 billion people into digital revolution. After our investment, uh, he was sending calling 24 lakh farmers every day converting uh, you know you know mat uh, the weather forecast from english to tamil the farmers were receiving a call about what the weather forecast today and if the person asked question in tamil that okay i have a chili growing and he can do audio mining uh, you know and response from the data if it is too complicated then he will connect to the government uh, help desk so that is the uh, what I always say is that, you know, the simple problems, we have thousands of problems around us. Picking that, going deeper on solving this, you will have a fantastic opportunity. When time recognized it, uh, it was really, really amazing. Uh, followed by MIT recognizing as well uh, with an innovation award. And that is when uh, Umesh had made a fantastic, uh, you know, change, which is he was able to get access to John Chambers, Cisco chairman, who came to MIT as a mentor for him. And, you know, he was telling about a fantastic story. I'm sure we can write a book with Umesh at some point. And uh, he was telling about, uh, you know, how uh, John was really intrigued by Unifor. Because the question that, uh, uh, Unifor or Umesh asked him, he asked him the question, I have this company called Cisco. How can I sell it to this company? And he was really laughed at it and I said, okay, you know, this is very, very interesting and a young entrepreneur from Chennai and he is asking the Cisco chairman and how can I convince in selling it to your company? He loved the, you know, tenacity of Umesh. I think that's what Umesh's strength is. And every relationship is able to convert. Every person he meets, it's always, it's very, you know, in, in, interesting to work with, with Umesh. That is what he did. Even after our investment, uh, I arranged one call with uh, Chris Kopalakrishnan of Infosys. This is one call. Chris has sent me a message that, okay, I'm investing. So that's the kind of entrepreneur uh, Umesh. And after John identified and, and took 10% of the company, and it completely changed because John took uh, Umesh to US and told in Stanford, here is the future of voice. Cisco chairman is telling a Chennai company, here is the future of voice. 
Why? Because the diversity. While he was waiting five years, he was listening to 25,000 hours of Indian voice. It made his AL, uh, AI machine learning become awesome because he's able to get 98% accuracy. So that's the that's the message to the entrepreneurs, right? Never give up. Even if you are, you know, if you are trying, waiting, but use the time to make your product better. Right? What people say that when you're not fishing, you know, fix the fish net. So that's what Omesh has done. The five years of waiting for an investor and he never gave up that made the technology really, really awesome. He's able to compete with the tech giants, right? If you look at a billion dollars of R&D budget of these tech companies in speech recognition, uh, Cisco chairman is telling uh, Unifor is the future of voice because uh, the ability of the engine and working on the diversity of India made the technology really, really popular. So that is what I today I tell you, solve a problem of 1 billion people, 4 billion with a similar problem. The technology he developed for farmers of Tamil Nadu helping MetLife insurance in call centers. Right? It, is, it is evolving in a sophisticated format to uh, making a call center employee from a cost center into a profit center. Because if you call one of these call centers using Unifor technologies, our dialogue is being absorbed by uh, Unifor and it could assess the mood of the conversation. Is the customer happy? Is the customer angry? If it is giving prompt to the advisor so that what can he talk to the customer? Even at the end of the conversation, the CSAT is not required. Customer satisfaction survey is removed, right? Because through the voice itself, it says that you made the customer happy. So you do not follow with an SMS to a customer. Did you rate the interaction with you know, our customer service representative? All that can be removed. So now, even you know, even if he's angry, automatically a supervisor call will get uh, you know a triggered. The, the seniors can call the customer and tell them what the problem. Today, pandemic, Unifor need become very very important because like we have these uh, live calls today, telemedicine it's all about gone online. So a doctor talking to the patient. So now Unifor, you trust technologies. Uh, you know, watching this conversation, recording it, converting into a transcript. So the moment the customer, the patient is dials off, what a doctor has told is sent as a text to them so that they understand about what is the discussion is. And because people are a little wary about sharing, you know, in an online session with the doctor. But now what is being discussed is recorded and using this technology. So that was made, uh, you know, even during pandemic, he was able to quickly look at this problem statement. Unifor able to solve that very, very quickly. And that did help us really, really big time. Yeah, no, so I was just thinking while you were talking about uh, how Unifor evolved from a company solving Indian problems to become a technology provider to customers in the advanced economies like US. Uh, did that sort of tell you something about uh, what kind of a playbook Indian startups need to evolve? Of course, in SaaS, we see it today. SaaS companies all start quickly and try to move to the US and all of that. That is very well established now. Uh, but companies that can solve very large problems in India but find it difficult to, uh, you know, to make money out of India as a market, maybe this is a way to uh, 
uh, go ahead with what are your thoughts yes so that's why i tell entrepreneur is about uh, you know look at the india uh, problems but design a solution for global standards right you be a one trick pony but you have to be a world best in that trick so don't confine yourself don't short change yourself in terms of standards you are setting and creating this product right and if you look at arvin i hospital right so today they are the world's uh, largest uh, cheapest lens manufacturing organization factory right and they spend like 60 plus crores in establishing that so because arvin i hospital is giving a free eye service doesn't mean that it's a double standards right the standards are low it is in a world standard the world's best uh, you know, lens making facility Arvind Hospital has in Madurai, and it makes the world cheapest lens possible as well. So that's the level of standard that we need to look at. If you are solving a problem for a poor, doesn't don't give a double standard solution to that. So that's Arvind Eye Hospital today. Uh, you know, uh, if you look at this story, Infinite Vision, uh, there is there is a piece written. Abdul Kalam, our beloved late president, walked into Arvind. And he didn't have a cash or a checkbook with him. He walked into the free counter and he got his cataract done. Service is the same, whether you pay or free. But maybe you may have an AC room, that's about it. So that is the level of standards. So when you start innovating for India with the global standards, I'm sure India's diverse problems make your product really, really awesome. And the second thing is people are looking for a quick win, right? It took 15 years for Unifort to achieve this standard. But during that time, perseverance was very high. An ability to say no, that will make you focus. Today, the challenge, what I see, there are many entrepreneurs that they want to see a quick wins, right? They're just trying to copy the trending sector and I want to do that. I want to achieve the success very soon. But if you put your effort for longer time, look at Unifor. There is zero competition pretty much for him, right? He has created his own definition of a sector. He created a category and he worked on that category. Even 25 investors said no, he never gave up. That perseverance what paid up. That strength is what required in our entrepreneur. It's a long-term journey. I call entrepreneur, there's a lifestyle entrepreneur, there's a lifetime entrepreneur, right? So who are you? You have to decide. If it, no matter what, this is a problem I'm solving. But you don't need to worry about investment or anything else. But make the product awesome. Make your customer happy. Customer delight is the most important part. Right? So when I invested in Unifor, two things. When I called Junjunwala, he said he does not need money. He need mentoring. Because from the technology side, we have done what we could do. We need a business mentor like you and invest and take that forward. Because, you know, access is there, customer is happy, right? 24 lakh farmers using his technology. So when I called Gramin Kuta, Suresh Krishna, and asked about how, how he is happy is, he's able to tell how great the product is, how it is, reduces the effort of a microfinance. An ability to reach out to people in very remote areas because they don't have to travel for collecting money. So like this, number one is about perseverance, believe in your vision, if your problem statement is valid and solution is original, I don't want to use the word pivot at all. Keep focusing and you have to decide for yourself. If you are a lifetime entrepreneur, don't give up. Go at it. I'm sure you will be successful. Success also, you can define what the success is. Unifor is a one kind of success. 
right go co-op is another kind of success so like this each one organization will have a different kind of success but define what the success for you that's what people give up easily they say that i know this x and y company achieved this i didn't so i'm going to give up so it does not matter right if you look at uh, the social business acumen as funded um, in damodaran uh, organization gramalaya 35 years back he started swachh bharat and he built toilets in you know eco friendly model and uh, it's world's only microfinance provide loan to toilet who got he got us as an investor who got uh, he got investor matt damon the hollywood actor matt damon was supporting ramalaya and he used to fly down in a charter plane to see damodaran tirchi and he goes back so this is what about perseverance all about and world standards in what you're doing it need not be the always the vc route is going to be a success for you damodaran today you know after 35 years uh, this year he received a padma shri because he created india's first open defecation uh, village and you know he is a success as well and uh, you know look at the kind of respect he has he sits with amida pachan in nd tv raising money right so amida pachan comes to raise money for him so this is what you know about believing in your vision going deeper don't look for a gratitude i start to insta live i get 1000 likes and it'll go to million tomorrow i'm all done so that never happens you know all these things people are believing in this kind of thing it, even if it happens it'll be short while you won't be able to sustain it uh, you have to put you have to do effort to put a story right you cannot put a fake story every day so if you don't work on it where is the story for you and you probably first one week you can put a nice stories after that you have nothing to put so you're going to lose the followers so believe in your vision go deeper on uh, what you're solving never give up if your problem statement is valid and solution is original for damodaran it took 35 years for umesh it took 15 years both are success in front of me right because both of them achieved a global status in terms of recognition as well as you know being happy about what they're solving and amazing what damodaran says now okay swachh bharat is problem solved i'm picking up a next problem right he said i'm done with this uh, toilets now i'm i'm solving an menstrual hygiene problem so he started creating like just few years back cloth and uh, cloth napkin today he is able to sell around you know uh, 4000 5000 a day of cloth napkins and he made a first village in uh, tiruchi district which is completely using sustainable napkins the whole village is using cloth uh, napkins and many of them never used napkin before so that is the level of you know perseverance you required and once your job is done pick up another problem i think that's what a great entrepreneurs do thank yeah i was just thinking from an investor's point of view for you uh, what are some of the principles that you have to live by i mean by that i mean if you look at uh, some of the best known uh, investment firms and so on uh, they have poured in billions of dollars in india startup ecosystem and they have created uh, many tens of unicorns and so on i mean that looks like of course they're moving to a uh, an an end result where they will all get phenomenal result uh, returns on their investment and so on but what you are talking about is you know backing uh, backing entrepreneurs and uh, sticking with them for 10 years 15 years 30 years so 
for you it's a very different kind of investing approach right i mean so what do you see as the role of this kind of investing what is the most important thing that you think investors like you can do today in india so the one is what i call is about uh, there are mainstream startups and mainstream investment right which is picking up the trending sector so like 10 years back or 7 years back uh, when i invested in uh, freshwall which is using electric vehicle to deliver uh, vegetables right it was push, we are trying to move pushcart vending to electricity at that time there was hardly anybody who can make a vehicle we worked with three startups to build our vehicle but today ev become a mainstream so this is what the similarly microfinance back then lot of money spent on building that system today it become a mainstream so today's socially impactful ventures could be tomorrow's mainstream right and that is the evolution happen so the mainstream comes once the ability of scale and things are faster right so you know 10 years back if you ask anybody in india to invest on in electric vehicles they would say what are you talking about right they talk about asset light models but now look at that you know they're buying assets like anything is all the vehicle that buying and lying around this you know, ride sharing models and because that model become a mainstream because us or china somebody made that model working so that's what the mainstream always looking for is about a model that is successful elsewhere and they'll pick it up and invest in it and that is one way of entrepreneur the first category of startups i always say right and these thing not necessarily solve a, a simple problem or a major problem of india like speech recognition or your switch bar they don't want to look at those problems but they're going to look at problem that has a, a solution that developed somewhere that made money for many of the investors right so if you look at you know uh, there was a organization like this cab sharing companies which which raised billions of dollars but first day of pandemic i got a message from this one of these uh, you know cab company saying that please support our drivers so i've told them that you raised 3 billion dollars which is the stimulus package the government has announced during pandemic so you raise that much money and you're not able to take care of your own driver and first day of pandemic you are asking me to take care of your driver so what happened to the 3.5 billion dollar you raise so this is what that category is right that category is all about creating a quick uh, revenue models but the fundamentals may be weak and you saw that many of them listed in stock market today it's it's getting you know trouble because the the fundamental need to be stronger but some of them are very good it will solve but the trending sector there are too many copycats will happen there are 1000 people do the same thing there will be one winner there is a two winners that's about it but for that journey that everybody is rushing towards that is one way which is okay there's a that's right tell if you are able to ride that tiger ride it there is nothing wrong in it but if you are long looking for a long term and solving a very very serious problem that require a different kind of mindset and the thought process and which also need to get the investors who also believe in this right invest and you know with them okay with the less returns uh, okay to be there for long time and support the entrepreneur in the journey and uh, these are all things that happen but what happens is that even this one success even in the mainstream you know some of the angels investors put like hundreds of 200s of investment there are 24000 startups registered with startup india the number keep changing recently i heard a 40000 word how many 40 unicorns out of 40000 startups look at the ratio there is room for only few people to be in that 
and there is nothing wrong in it you can look at it but at the same time we need to look at the multiple avenues as well for them uh, to create more entrepreneurial model and investors also need to come forward in supporting these models right so that is how we can solve india's problem if we rely on the vc system to solve india's problem we are not there yet because almost 95% of the series b and above investment it's a foreign money so for them solving swachh bharat in india is not a big goal for them is there a returnable investable model we can make those model let them invest there is nothing wrong in it but relying on them to solve a swachh bharat of india it's not going to happen so that is why that impact investment i want more investor out there to join us in the journey as well because you know unifor it could be a one example what solving a simple social innovation it it become a global leader so i got the similar track in this side as well right a person who invested 100 startups in tech he says i have like two or three unicorns right so where i'm focusing only social side there is one possible so that could be one part but more than looking for counting how many unicorns i'm going to get the more focus should be about how many entrepreneurs are you are able to create who are able to solve the serious problem and i'm okay with the you know a model of expectation is set low from the investors perspective but the impact will be really high and this what future is all about the future is today if you look at esg environment social and governance becoming very popular today uh, i had invested in a company 7 years back solaron in india it was doing esg rating and at that time nobody in india had understood esg and he we have to sell the company to sustainalytics in uk and he went to london because nobody understood esg we are very early in that thought process but today you know many of them uh, sebi is pushing the stocks uh, listed there to follow the esg standards so this is what i'm very happy about right yesterday's impact is today's mainstream so this what will happen to multiple industry electric vehicle versus renewable energy or you know uh, today about corporate focusing only on profit today been pushed by worldwide across you know you saw that uh, blackrock is telling which is managing a trillion dollars of assets telling people about go triple bottom line go esg so now i'm very happy the many of the investment that i made we are able to change the system to measure not only from profit perspective revenue perspective but measure from the impact perspective as well so when you start measuring companies in triple bottom line all these socially relevant companies are already successful are already measured because so far we are not rewarding their impact part of it right we are just rewarding the revenue part of it and that become supported by many but worldwide and it thanks to the recent phenomena at cop what's happening there is a more and more emphasis across the world about the green finance about doing good right today look at elon musk is making billion dollars every year selling carbon credit so today good doing good is getting rewarded that's what i tell today is about india gdp is around 7 6.8 times less than us gdp but us per capita emission is 6 times more than india's per capita emission right so our gdp is around 7 times less but their per capita emission is 6 times more than india 
If carbon is the gold, who is rich? Yeah. So one point in the world, tulips were gold. Right? People are buying tulips, the flower. But who decides what is gold? So tomorrow, the, the way the world is going, tomorrow carbon is a gold. Every poor person in India is rich. Every rich person in India is poor. Right? Because the consumption of carbon I have and someone else have in Bangalore compared to somebody in Dante Vada, a weaver who is making the product by hand, living in a thatched roof house, doing organic agriculture, and he is richer than somebody living in London and New York. I think that is what the new narrative is. That is what I am I'm writing about now is that there is a new goal which is carbon. A doing good can be rewarded now thanks to the ESG push and corporate need to start looking at it because carbon credits are the price are increasing. So if you're not doing good, you're going to get punished somewhere. That's what Elon Musk is able to sell billion dollar worth of carbon credit to the companies who are not meeting the emission standards. So similarly, if you calculate carbon of every weaver, how much they're saving by making this handloom by hand, the khadi by hand, right? The organic farmers who are growing by not using chemicals, if his impact is converted into carbon without doing anything, I can put extra money uh, into the weaver's hand. That's what we are working on now with this GoCo op, uh, trying to look at the carbon calculation for it. So I'm very, very happy that, you know, uh, recently someone mentioned about uh, they want to start a program about uh, crafts and culture. I said, awesome. If, if what I was doing is become mainstream, I can retire again because I'm very, very happy. Many of the things that we started, look at uh, Swachh Bharat 35 years back, it become mainstream, government picked up. And, uh, you know, electric vehicle, we started seven years back, it become amazingly, you know, picked up very well. Uh, Bio CNG, right? Today, the Bangalore waste is converted into Bio CNG. It's a hundred year old technology. Carbon masters fixed the problem, found where is the problem is. Today, BioCNG has gone into priority lending. Today, there are more people coming forward to invest in BioCNG bio plants. And we said, wow, you know, it's more people. That is what I'm very, very happy about. Many things have started investing five, seven years back. It, people are talking about it. The more people are talking about it, then my job is done. It'll become mainstream. So then the mainstream investor will start picking up uh, many of these as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, very nice, sir. A few questions. Uh, think of them as uh, rapid-fire questions. Uh, don't think too much about the answer. Uh, respond very shortly in like one or two sentences. Uh, the first one is uh, uh, one habit, uh, first thing in the day that sets you up for the rest of your day. I think the positivity is what I always say. That's it. It's, it's not the end of the world attitude. Yeah, so when you wake up morning okay. with fresh, positive attitude, that's all you need. Then you open your email and all the okay. thing, whatever it's coming, it's all easy. Mm. Uh, one, one piece of advice uh, that you probably did not get earlier on in your career? Saying no. How to say no. My boss, okay. I think, uh, long time boss, 15 years, and he taught me how to say no. That I would have, I should have got a long time back. That would have saved me a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's an insight that I think people can only figure out with experience. So yeah, uh, very nice response. Um, one person that you look up to, Gandhi. 
it look a very cliche but i think uh, it's very very interesting because uh, it's simple if you read his book anybody could become gandhi but if you look at any of the many geniuses you will put them in a very high level oh, wow he has done that i cannot become a tagore right but if you read gandhi you can feel that okay i can be that as well i can do some experiment in my life and he 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 never appeared as some genius i'm perfect he put all the mistakes he has done as well so you can connect with them so you can try to maybe pick up something and experiment so that's i think really really the word be the change otherwise we are good in giving gyans but making yourself change is important the be the change uh, one book that you would like to recommend always that's it i think yeah the both same answer yeah i would urge people to read uh, you know my experiments with truth then you can see that you don't need to put gandhi at a very high pedestal right you will see that ordinary person how is able to make an impact so i can do that you don't need be a, you don't need to be a gandhi just pick one two what he has done and you can you know try that because he will make you more conscious so whenever you give a gyan you always look at that have i done that so everybody has that feeling that have i done that what i told others of the problems will be solved right otherwise we are very good in giving gyan So if I don't wear a handloom and I say good stuff handloom, and I, my credibility is gone for a toss, I think this is the great learning I got from him. So when I invest in Goko Up, all my suits are gone. I said, okay, I have to be this. I have to wear it. You know, eat your own dog food. Then only you will be able to see the benefit of it. Right now, people know that I tell that I'm a cheap uh, model for Goko Up because Goko Goko Up cannot afford uh, Bollywood uh, actors. Yeah. Okay. one last question uh, you've traveled uh, to many parts of the world you traveled extensively within india as well uh, one city that you would love to live in yes i think um, so there are uh, this rapid fire i think uh, you know kerala always uh, in a very intriguing for me and the, the beauty they preserve definitely you know at some point i want to go there okay Wonderful conversation Naga always insightful and enjoyable talking to you sir thank you for making time for this again thank you Harit Agar sir Nagaraja Prakasham angel investor startup mentor that's it for this week's startup fridays wherever you are listening to us i hope you are staying safe and doing well have a wonderful friday and a great weekend ahead